I got some advanced training today that um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 if people have heard me give this training uh, live, then it, I mean, they've been around at least seven, eight, nine years. Uh, right now, currently, uh, one of the top played videos that we have in our in our inventory is is this talk. And if you go watch it now, and if you will watch it tomorrow, it's going to be too late. If you go watch it now, man, I looked different. <laughs> there, there was a significant difference look in how I looked. And uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to today to refresh that video, but um, to also uh, give you some thoughts uh, that helped me in my early days. So today we're going to talk about mental preparation. We do have a phenomenal sales system with phone scripts and in-home presentations and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but... <clears throat> I, I can't remember the exact quote Yogi Berra said. It's like 90% of the game's middle and the other half is <laughs> whatever. But you know, Yogi had his yogiisms. Uh, but so much of the game of personal production, and when I say the game, understand I, I, I take competition very seriously. So when I call something a game, it's not belittling it. It's not downplaying it. It's, in my mind, making it even more serious. But uh, the game of personal production is won or lost before you even start. Uh, I am every week talking to new producers who just got their first set of leads and are just going out there and starting to make dials and they get punched in the mouth. Um, and, but, but every now and then, one of them doesn't. And they make sales right off the bat. Usually I'm talking to them after you got punched in the mouth. I go, here's how you duck next time. And I'm giving some coaching and that's good too. But, but I, I promise you the people who are going out there right off the bat and making sales right off the bat, they were just more mentally ready uh, for the game. Um, it just it just is right, and so I want to kind of go through some things today that um, that I was taught 20 plus years ago, and and really helped me, and I want to share it. Uh, I want to share it with you. We're going to start off and just say, you know, life insurance is an emotional sale. You know, when you're sitting down, and I, I'm not going to some of the things I'm not going to tell you in this presentation is I'm not going to tell you. You know, I, I used to sit down at my desk an hour before I started making dials and getting my leads in order and making sure because once the game was ready to play, there was no more prep time. It was game time. I'm not going to tell you about all that stuff. That that wasn't mental preparation. That was physical preparation. I was getting my desk right and getting everything just 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 so so that when I started making dials, I could keep making dials until I was done. <coughs> Instead, what I want to share with you is the, the mental side of it. Life insurance is an emotional sale. So often I see people miss sales, and the only reason they did is they did not get to an emotional place with that client. You are helping your client think, plan, and prepare for their eventual death and the effects that it will have on their family. Let that soak in for a second. We're, we're not selling somebody a vacuum cleaner here. We're not selling them a, a dry erase marker. We're not selling them a poster. We're not even selling them a car. We're selling them financial peace of mind from beyond the grave. We're, we're talking to them about their death. <laughs> their death. Everybody's going to do it. We don't know when. I've heard it said the Italians do. But, but we, we don't know when 
people are going to die. All we know is that we can be prepared when it does happen because it's going to. And what we're doing is helping people think, plan, and prepare for potentially the worst day of their life or their family's worst day. And they don't want to talk about it. People don't want to talk about their own demise. They don't want to talk about what's going to happen to their family after they're dead and gone. I've said this forever. I'm different this way. I've said forever that I have a lot of life insurance. And when I die, Heather is going to be very rich. And if it's a suspicious death, don't let her get the money. Because <laughs> I'm not going suspicious. I'm going for real. Right? Like, it's not going to be, I wonder if he did. No, he didn't. It, it, the, the brake lines didn't just magically stop working. Okay? I get my car regularly checked. So, <laughs> but, but I want my wife to have a lot of life insurance. Because when I die, it's going to happen. Right now, we're still young and all that sort of stuff. I would expect her to get remarried. I don't want her to remarry because she needs money. That doesn't happen, Fitz. It happens all the time. People marry for money. Happens all the time. I don't want that to happen to her. Now, when they get remarried, I'm going to haunt the bedroom. I'm just saying. But listen, I'm already thinking about what's going to happen to my family after I'm dead and gone. Most of our clients aren't doing that, and they're reluctant to do that. So you've got to understand going into it, this is what we're doing for them. is helping them think, plan, and prepare for something they don't want to think, plan, and prepare for. But they have to because eventually it's going to happen. There was emotion when they sent this letter in. There should be emotion when they purchased their plan. I can still remember 20 years ago sitting in a seminar and, and I had a guy 20 years ago, the only leads we had 20 years ago were direct mail. Now, of course, we have internet and all kinds of extra fun stuff, telemarketing. But 20 years ago, all we had was direct mail. He's holding up a letter that looks very similar to this. <coughs> and he said, can you imagine the, the, the emotion that was in place when they got this letter in the mail and filled it out? You know, not everybody fills out these letters. Not everybody answers the telemarketing calls. Not everybody goes online and looks for life insurance. There is emotion there when they did that. Just take the letter, for example. This is a, a draft example that we've used forever of Jack Dempsey and Janet Reno. What a marriage that was, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> but but just, just imagine, you know, Jack is going through the mail at, 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 the, at the house, and, and as he's going through the mail, you know, his wife Janet's like, hey, did you hear about Bob? No, what happened to Bob? Bob, you remember your, your fraternity brother from college? Bob passed away. What? Bob died? I just saw him at Home Depot last weekend. He was buying some stuff to do that bathroom remodel. He's dead? He's gone. How did it happen? Oh, how's his wife and kids? How are they? Oh, my gosh. I can't believe. Have you guys gone through that scenario where a friend of yours died and you're like, I can't believe they're gone? That could have just happened when Jack got this letter. And now he's going through the mail and he opens it up and he sees that it's one of our letters saying, hey, did, did you take care of that mortgage protection yet? We know you just got a new loan for $384,000 and, and we offer these benefits. Did you want them? And Jack goes, honey, did we get take care of that mortgage protection thing? Did we buy that life insurance? No, we didn't. Oh, my gosh, I got to get it. What if I'm Bob next week? What if I die? Between now and next week, I gotta fill this out, honey. Where's a pen? Can you imagine? Can have you ever looked for a pen? It is impossible to find a pen in your house when you're actually looking for one. Now, when I'm not looking for one, I step on them all the time. I just stepped on a, a, a mechanical pencil this morning. Didn't didn't see it coming. It just happened. That's why I wear slippers because uh, kids. <clears throat> but then he got his pen and he started filling all this stuff out, and he said, "Honey, 
It's asking for your height and weight. How much do you, how much do you weigh again? Listen, if Jack doesn't buy life insurance now, he might die before that. He's asking his wife height and weight and putting it on a form <laughs> that he's going to send to a perfect stranger half a country away. What? I was talking to a guy yesterday. And he's like, you know, I hear that uh, leads in the industry aren't very good. I said, well, I, I, can't, um, I can't speak for an entire multi-trillion dollar industry and the leads that are generated in that. I can only tell you about the leads that we work. And the leads that we work are people who are in an emotional state for some reason. It's our job to figure out what it is. But for some reason, they're in that emotional state. And they've sent this back. They've answered our phone calls. They've gone online and typed in their information because they need life insurance. Who does that? Less than 1% of people do that. That's who. That's who we're talking to. So I told him, I said, listen, if you call somebody, they say they already bought, okay, but if you call 40 people and they all already bought, it's not the lead, it's probably you. Face the facts on that one. So life insurance is an emotional sale. Next, mental prep. I know we go through some advanced sales in what we do here. We get into IULs and we get into uh, annuities and, and many of you guys are starting to do some Medicare sales, uh, MedSups and MedAdvantage and, and, and you're doing all that. Okay, Th those, all those products I just mentioned are not one step closes most of the time. Um, <coughs> a matter of fact, I was just listening to some Medicare training the other day and they were talking about you got to have a, a scope of the appointment uh, signed by the client before you go do this appointment. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, I'm, that's a whole new world I don't know about Medicare, okay? But the primary bread and butter products that we're selling are one-step closes. They have reached out asking us to come sell them a, a, a term or a whole life policy that does not require blood or urine to get approved. That's our bread and butter. While we're there, we're uncovering other sales. But that's our bread and butter, and it's not complicated. I've had people, I just had a guy uh, uh, last week say, can you tell me about your products? I was like, yeah, it's life insurance. You've been an insurance agent for 40 years. You don't know how life insurance works? He said, yeah, but I need to know how, how the products work. Well, when you die, we pay. <laughs> it's, it's not complicated. We've even got features that if you live, we'll pay. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It's not complicated. One step close. This program is designed to close the lead in one appointment. The sale was made with the lead. We'll go back to that lead and just say, listen, there was emotion there. When they filled out this information and requested a life insurance agent to come to their house. Okay? Do you know what they just did? They requested um, a, a diseased person, a leper, to come to their home and dine with them. Life insurance agents are not like, I mean, if you want to have fun with people, just tell them you're a life insurance agent and watch them cringe. I mean, when I get on a plane and I want to sleep, and the guy beside me just says, hey, what do you do for a living? I, go, I sell life insurance. And just like that, the questions stop and my nap begins. It's, I used to go play golf uh, when we joined the country club years ago. and we, I'd go out there and just play golf as a relaxation thing, and I would get paired up by myself. I'd get paired up with these three other guys, and in about the second hole, they're like, what do you do for a living? That's what guys do. And I'm a life insurance agent. You're a life insurance agent? I go, yeah, how are you guys doing your life insurance? You need some life insurance? We can talk about life insurance if you want. What, what's going to happen if you die? And I would just start peppering them with questions for the next couple of holes, and then finally I let them know, hey, listen, man, I'm just screwing with you. I'm just here to play golf. Y'all take it easy. <laughs> 
clients we're talking to asked life insurance agents to come to their home. The sale was made with the lead. Are you going to close every one of the leads? No. But if the majority of them don't close, it's not them. It's you, right? So the mental prep there is I'm holding a request for some, from somebody for me to call them and sell them insurance. The sale was made. Don't screw it up, okay? The appointment is set up to choose a premium level and pick up a check and get referrals. That's what the appointment is for. The appointment is not to sell them insurance. The sale was already made. We got the appointment. Now we're just there to pick out the plan they're the most comfortable with. Mental prep, guys. One step close. Not, I'm going to go see this client 15 times in order to make a $10 a month sale. That's not our program. You don't sell insurance. There's another mental prep thing. When you're talking to people on the phone, I talk to a lot of new agents that have just got their first set of leads and they're making dials and, and, and I'm hearing how they're doing their phone scripts and the way they're coming across is they are an insurance agent. They are Ned Ryerson from Groundhog Day. If you have not seen that movie, you need to go see it just to go see Ned Ryerson, who's the life insurance agent in the movie. It, that, you, you don't sell insurance. Okay, mental prep. You don't sell insurance. When booking the appointment, that's all you're doing. One of my favorite books, this is a top three book for me and how it's impacted my life, is Frank Betcher's book, How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. The guy was making a million dollars a year selling life insurance during the Great Depression. He knew a thing or two. And he said the purpose of the call is to book an appointment. If you can't sell it over the phone, why try? And 99% of us are not selling it over the phone. We are booking an appointment and going to see them. So when you're making the phone call, you're sitting down to make your phone calls. The mental prep here is I'm selling appointments, not insurance. I'm selling appointments, not insurance. It is a big difference mindset-wise because people don't want you to come sell them insurance, but they have no problem for you coming to their home. But not if you're going to try to sell them something. They don't want you to come to that. Most people don't like salespeople, okay? It's not us. It's not our leads. It's not our industry. It's salespeople in general. I mean, as an example, have you ever gone to a store wanting to buy something specific? I like to use the shoe example. You've gone to a, a shoe store trying to buy shoes. And when you're there, the salesman comes up and says, may I help you? Now, I'm one of the few that I know of that says, yeah, I'm looking for some shoes. I'm one of the few because I don't like shopping. I, I don't shop. I buy. I go to the store. I buy what I want. I go home, which is why I hate Costco because I'm so distracted by all the displays and all the things I could buy. And, and my wife won't let me buy half of them. So like, I just, I don't like, I like going, buying, go home. But most of us, when we're approached by a salesperson in a store, mind you, we went to the store to buy XYZ product. And they're offering with their expertise to help us buy XYZ product. And what do we say? No, thanks. Just looking. Ah, oh, that's what people do to salespeople. So we're not selling them insurance over the phone. Most of us, we're selling the appointment. That's it. In the home, you are a specialist. I remember, <laughs> man, I remember, uh, gosh, early days of living in Dallas uh, just, just down the street here from our office now, uh, there was this uh, financial firm, um, and they, I didn't post my resume or nothing. I, don't, I can't remember how they, how they called me up or whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know how that came about, but I ended up going down and just talking with them uh, as an interview. You know, they were 
offering me a job and doing an interview of coming on board as a, a financial advisor. And I'm sitting down. I still remember the building where it was, and I still remember the face of the man I was talking to, whose last name was not the same as the name of the firm, mind you. Hmm. Uh, he didn't own the firm. He worked for the firm, and he must have been about 800 years old. Mind you, I was 23. Everybody's 800 at that point. So um, I'm sitting down with him, and he says, <laughs> clearly had never read a Dale Carnegie, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People kind of book. Uh, he says, you know what's wrong with what you do? By the way, that doesn't win friends and influence people, Go immediately criticizing what they do. He said, you know what's wrong with what you do? I said, what? He said, you specialize. You do mortgage protection. You specialize. You can't make money specializing. He was trying to hire me to be an all things to all men kind of person. And I said, you can't make money specializing? He said, no. I said, huh. I mean, brain surgeons are like the top paid doctors in the world. They specialize. Heart surgeons specialize. Urologists specialize. They're all the best paid. What do you mean you can't make money being a specialist? Is that why you're 800 years old working for somebody else at a firm that's not yours? <laughs> I was brash. I was arrogant. I was cocky. But I also wasn't going to stand there and listen to some guy lie to me about how to make money in this industry. You absolutely can make a fortune specializing. And when we're there, we're specializing. I had somebody the other day asking me, what should I put on my business card about the products we offer? Nothing. Put your name and a phone number on a business card. You don't need to advertise on a business card. I am who that client needs me to be. And while I'm there, I'm asking other questions to figure out other ways I can help them. You have the expertise to counsel the client on the best way to protect their home for their family. I remember a mentor telling me that 20 years ago because I was young. I was in my young 20s, and he's like, you're going to sit in homes, and people are going to look at you like you're 12 because you look like you're 12. I had grew facial hair just so I didn't look like I was 12 anymore. But he said, you, you, you just, you're, people are going to look down on you. You need to understand that you passed the state exam, and they did not. I said, got it. Just like that, I'm an expert, and they're not. I passed a test that said I am. Whether I made a 70 or a 95, they didn't ask. So you have the expertise to counsel the client. You have to differentiate yourself from your competition. Your competition is trying to make a sale at all costs. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna lie to the client. They're going to they're gonna be Mr. Salesy guy. And they're going to ask a, you know, a thousand and one. Like, listen, just go out there and be you. People ask about our sales system all the time. I go, you know, our sales system is so simple. We make friends and we figure out how we can help them. That's it. And there's lots of little tips and tricks of how to do that better. But that's really the basic of it all. We just make friends, figure out how we can help them. You have to differentiate yourself from your competition. Your competition is not like that. They're trying to shoehorn your client into a product that the client has no business buying. They're trying to force on the client something that the client doesn't need or want. They're not listening. The competition doesn't listen to the client and their needs. The competition is not trying to make a friend and figure out how they can serve them. The competition is trying to hit production goals and production records, and, and, and they're not worried about that family. That's a real problem. And when the, comp, when, when the client realizes that you're different and that you, in fact, care about them and their family and their well-being, they're going to love you. Some other notes. Didn't fit under the other categories. Don't book appointments further out in 24, 48 hours. I mean, just, just sum it up. Don't, don't book them out farther out in two days. I mean, today, as I'm doing this training, it is Tuesday. I'm not going to book it for next Tuesday. Why? Because I don't even know what I'm doing next Tuesday. 
<laughs> you expect a client to remember that a life insurance agent is coming to their house next Tuesday? Not a chance. The farther out you book that appointment, the, the, the less likely it is they're actually going to show. And if they do, somebody's going to be missing. A decision maker will not be there. So don't book it out further out than 48 hours. And finally, objections are buying signals. When a client cares enough to object, it means not no. It means I have a question. It means I need clarity. It doesn't mean pack up and leave. I never want to see your face again. If you don't get out of here fast, I'm going to shoot you right in the mouth. It doesn't mean that, though we all take it like that. The client said, well, I, I, I've heard of prices that are cheaper. Well, I heard about this one company that does this. Those aren't bad things. They're objections, and that's a buying signal. That means the client cares enough about the situation to gain clarity. It's just up to us to know how to handle it. And most objections, really, <clears throat> the better you get at this, you're going to be overcoming them before they even pop up um, because you're just walking your client through the process of doing the right things for their family. I hope that helps, the mental prep. Uh, of getting all this done. Listen, if you need me, please reach out to me, contact me. I'm here. I'm available. Uh, I make money by helping other people make money. So I enjoy it. Um, that said, hope this helps. Bye, guys. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.